Hey guys, this is Colin Zhu, aka The Chef Doc, and I know it's been a minute since the last time you and I have spoken, and I want to thank you so much for following the Thrive Bites podcast. And I just want to let you know that there's good reason for that, and let me explain. In almost six months, I've been working tirelessly and diligently to helping people near and far during this tumultuous year that we've had from 2020 into 2021. And I said to myself, what more can I do to inspire and impact others? And you guys know me, I'm all about thriving. I'm all about thriving from a emotional, mental, and physical standpoint. That is the reason why I wrote Thrive Medicine. And that is the reason why I started this podcast called Thrive Bites. And so I decided that I wanted to put together a virtual summit experience, gathering over 50 speakers. That includes physicians, dietitians, fitness experts, coaches, and spanning over five pillars in teaching someone else on learning how to thrive. And I call this the Thrive Formula. The five pillars consist of food as medicine, functional fitness, relationships, community, and resilience. And the reason why I've chosen to do this is because I really wanted to give more tools, more education, and more inspiration. And letting people know that they're not alone and they don't have to be ill-equipped for life and whatever life throws at you, whether it's a curveball, whether it's an obstacle, whether it's a roadblock. And I worked really hard to provide this and I'm happy to announce that it is fully released and it's fully accessible. And you may ask yourself, who is this for and what does it consist of? This is for the individual that prioritizes their health and wellness and also wants to take charge of their own well-being. It's also for the healthcare professional and the healthcare professional student because I wanted to create a summit experience that I wish I could have had when I was in school. The summit experience has over 50 plus hours plus more ranging from culinary demonstrations to fitness demonstrations to scientific medical sessions. And we answer questions like, what is Whole Foods plant-based cooking? How do I start cooking back in my kitchen? What affects my brain, gut, and immune health? What are the tools for my own emotional and mental well-being? How can I be more of service and lead by example? What kind of nutrition do I need to give my children nowadays? To how do I navigate self-doubt, self-sabotage, my inner critic? to what are the best physical movements to increase my mobility, strength, flexibility, and function. And one of my favorites is how do I create more joy, contentment, and happiness in my own life? This summit also works like a masterclass series where you get to learn and further your education. And I do this by providing quizzes with every session and I provide workbooks. And there's also recipes and very, very special speaker bonuses. You'll also have the opportunity to join a private Facebook community to further your growth and connect with like-minded individuals. So if this resonates with you, please join us on this journey to further yourself and take back 2021 and beyond. You can find us at thriveformula.co. That's T-H-E-T-H-R number five formula.co. And come on inside and I'll see you in there. Cheers. 
Hey guys, this is Dr. Colin Zhu, and thank you so much for being here with us on the Fly Bites podcast. This is season four, and we're so excited for you to be here. Uh, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Dr. Colin Zhu, double boarded in family and lifestyle medicine, and I interview the best and most passionate health and wellness experts of the industry on this platform. And we talk about plant-powered living, emotional resilience, and creating a thriving mindset. And this season, we're taking it live, we're taking it on multiple platforms, and we're taking it as a Q&A discussion as well as our interviewing of our guests. So we're super stoked about this, and please remember to like and subscribe down below, and we will see you. Welcome to the next episode. All right. Well, welcome everyone to the Thrive Bites podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Colin Zhu, and thank you so much for being here with us. You can be anywhere in the world, and uh, I, you know, greatly appreciate you taking just a few moments to be here with us. We have a great um, episode um, for you today. Um, today's episode's topic is called "Cooking uh, with Intention," and. Um, we are bringing back a very, very special guest. Um, his name is Chef Colin uh, Golding. And uh, he is, you know, just to summarize, this guy has so many accolades. Uh, it'll take us all day to, <laughs> to go through this. Uh, but he is a plant-based chef and culinary coach that's been involved with food from the ripe age of 14. And uh, he's been an executive chef for some of the finest wineries, restaurants, and hotels in Canada. Um, he's been the founder, chef, and CEO of one of the most um, best high-end catering companies in the Niagara area, along with co-owning and creating various uh, restaurants and, health and healthy smoothie bars. Um, currently, he is, uh, you know, in the last five years, he's been more focused on how food relates to health. And uh, he is the owner of UCC Incorporated and the founder of the D2R Method. And his approach to food is one that creates confidence in the kitchen and deploys intention to eating. And he believes that functional cooking methods combined with intentional eating, every person can obtain their health goals, uh, balance their lifestyle, and ultimately prevent uh, disease. And currently, he is uh, uh, in West Palm Beach. So without further ado, please welcome Chef Colin. Hello. <laughs> hey, Dr. Colin. How are you? Pleasure I'm to be here. I'm doing well, my friend. I'm doing well, yeah, my friend. Thank back. you. Um, thank you for uh, you know coming back onto the show. We're very, very, very stoked and excited for you to be here. Oh my goodness, I love it here. This is great. It's. Uh, I mean, the, I can't say enough about you. And I can go on. We can we can roll reverse if you want, and uh, you can tell us all <laughs> about you. But everybody knows about you. And um, yeah, thank you for having me on here. This is amazing. Yeah, always, yeah, definitely. Always a treat. Yeah. Always a treat. Definitely very, very excited. And um, I am, you know, the first time around when we had you on, you know, we were touring around your kitchen, you know, getting oriented to um, essentially, you know, what a kitchen is like, you know, in the chef's kitchen. I thought that was a lot of fun. So for those that, you know, haven't seen that one, please check back on the earlier episodes. But for today, you know, um, we're definitely going to go more hyper focus on, you know, what you do, um, talk about your story, your origin, your transition as a, you know, professional uh, culinary career, and uh, very, very fascinating, you know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, I'd love to dwell into it. So uh, the my first question is, is that, you know, uh, taking us back, you know, uh, starting from point A to point B, can you give us a, a snippet on 
you know, what was it like, uh, you know, traditionally working in your professional culinary career and then uh, having, you know, to that light bulb moment of when, okay, I think I need to do something different. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Um, so it, it was, it's been a long journey, right? Since like you mentioned since uh, 14 and I started on fruit farms, just picking cherries, picking plums, picking peaches, that kind of stuff. And really I was involved with food from a very young age up until now, but it was only about, you know, five or six years ago that I started to understand, you know, what food was and what food is. So I picked peaches. I went through the ranks, like any traditional chef, you know, you go to school, you learn the craft and then you get thrown into the industry and then you're taught, you know, the sauces, the soups, the stocks, all of those things, all the way through really the fundamentals. And during that time, it's really up to each chef to evolve, you know, to take a little bit from each chef that they learn from and each person they learn from to get to the top. And that's really the goal is to get, you know, to the elusive chef position of a great restaurant or a great establishment. And, and I did, and that was my goal. And as soon as I hit that goal, I said, okay, I'm still not satiated. I'm still not satisfied. There's got to be more because, you know, I thought I was going to be a famous chef on TV and all of these things that, that we all think of. Um, and so I wanted more. So there had to be more. And so I started uh, opening restaurants. I started consulting. And then I opened a very large catering company. And it was at that point that I really got to understand the other side of food. And what I mean by that is seeing people's smiles, um, talking to people before and after any event, really, really connecting with, with humans on an intimate level. I still didn't really know yet what that meant from a food standpoint. It was just, I know that I'm doing a good job and you're liking the food and I love talking to you and I'm happy that you're happy. It became that kind of uh, relationships and it was amazing, loved it. And then COVID happened and shut down that business. Uh, I was kind of lost. I really didn't know what to do at that point. I just finally found out what I was supposed to do in life. And then it, uh, and then it changed and we had to pivot like the rest of the world, I'm sure. And so that's when I really started to understand what food meant to the human body. And, you know, um, I went back and got my plant-based nutrition from uh, Colin Campbell. I started following individuals like yourself and then, you know, finding out that food has a purpose. And then I went into Ayurveda and Chinese medicine. And I was like, oh my goodness, my, my brain went like this. And I was like, holy cow, there's so much more to food than I ever learned in my past 20 years. And so it was really at that moment, I said, okay, I got to cook from my hard head and that's where it has to come from. And so then it started to come from my heart and it started to realize that the food is nourishing the body. It's not just about, you know, satisfaction at the moment you're eating. And so that's where I'm at now. And that's what I've been doing for the last four years. And I love it. I'm super passionate about it. I'm going to teach the world how to uh, cook healthy is my, it's my mission now. That's awesome. That's awesome. And, you know, we definitely welcome and accommodate that because, you know, the world needs that more than ever. Um, and I hope that, um, you know, every classically and traditional, you know, chef that's been trained um, has that kind of, um, I would say, you know, wake up call to be able to add that, you know, because sometimes, um, you know, so my, my was like, revol you know, reversed, you know, I went into healthcare, I went into medicine before I went into food. 
And so, you know, my perspectives are different and uh, growing up and still to this day, I still love it, um, is watching the food network, you know, in America. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I know that you're from Canada and, um, you know, for me, it always gets me the same exact way. And I ask myself, I'm like, man, these guys have such a incredible platform. Um, I wish that they could do better by it. You know, I wish that they could, you know, rewrite the narrative um, and do something more than just glamorizing food, which is awesome in itself, but, you know, understand that, you know, how they're cooking, how they're showing up, how they're preparing, um, you know, and how they're working with each other, you know, is a message to the masses of how we think about food, right? And so, mm-hmm. you, know, um, you know, it's not all about just competition and, you know, hyper glamorization. It's really about, you know, at this point, because we're in a COVID world, you know, the, the, the mindset is health is at the forefront, right? Um, what is our gut health like? What is our immune health like? How can I better prepare? And so I appreciate, you know, what you're doing um, and how you're showing up for everyone. Uh, thank you for saying so. But I mean, like you, the chef doc is everybody, every chef should have doctor behind it. And I think every doctor should have chef behind it. Those two are imperative. They're such a great marriage. They need to be together. So I applaud you for doing what you're doing because you know the science behind it. You know, you know, the backbone. As a chef, it's just I know food. And mm-hmm. so if it was if it was um prescribed or if it was, you know, a holistic practitioner said you need X, Y, and Z, I can use food as a medium and which is really satisfying because I use the skills and foundations that I learned for 20 years and I can make it look pretty if I want, but really it's about intention, right? And that's that's really what I want to show people. Now, if you take functional food and intention, you're you're gonna you're gonna balance yourself. You're gonna balance your energy. You're gonna have more energy. And I guess people don't know what they don't know, but yes, every chef should uh, should take a step back and say, let's let's heal the people in the restaurant. That's not just definitely, definitely. And uh, I can't wait for that day. Um, so that's a nice segue, you know. So explain to us, you know, what you mean by. Uh, you know, concepts like, you know, because we hear a lot about this, you know, mindful eating, intentional eating, you know, you, you talk about functional eating, Um, you know, what are those, what do you mean by those concepts? You know, let's start with the basics, you know, with definitions and kind of give us a better understanding of where you're coming from. Sure. Um, Yeah. So once COVID hit, I started, you had mentioned that the D2R, so that's a methodology that I um, developed and we can get into that a little bit later, but a lot of terms were thrown around like functional, intentional, mindfulness, and, and all of these words that really were just words. And I said, well, what do they mean? And, and how do we apply them? Like you had mentioned. So for me, intentional eating is food or intentional cooking. So there's functional foods and intentional cooking. So what I mean by that is functional foods are the foods that you need as an individual. So what you would need, Dr. Colin, what I would need, what my wife would need, what the next door neighbor would need, is very different for our our makeup, for our environment, for our lifestyle. The foods that we need that balance us are very different. So you can't have a diet. So we got to find what the functional foods are for you. And then intentional cooking to me is also driven by your lifestyle. Someone who works a, a midnight shift, someone who's up at six in the morning, someone who has four kids, someone who's a billionaire, someone who um, is a single mom. There's a lot of different scenarios that you want. It's not a one size fits all. So intentional cooking is being prepared 
over motivated. So if you're prepared and you can stock the fridge or you can make a chia pudding or you can eat on the go or you wake up two minutes earlier to sit and give gratitude while you're eating and slow down. So what I try to teach with intentional cooking is cook the functional foods that actually serve your body properly and cook them in a way that fit in your lifestyle so that you don't say things like I'm too busy or I don't have time or all of these excuses that we're allowed to just throw around. Um, so it actually fits in your lifestyle. So to me, intentional cooking and intentional eating is kind of like, it's, it's, it's what you need to, to fill your belly the proper way to give you the right um, nutrients that you need in your lifestyle and your family. And it's very different for every, every scenario. But the D2R can be deployed in any household. And that's the cool part about the D2R is it doesn't matter where you are in this world. These are three simple steps that just make sure that you're successful. And once you're successful and you realize, you know, that you have more energy, you're losing weight, you feel great, the kids are good, you're not stressed anymore. And cooking is not hard. It's really not hard. People overcomplicate it. And maybe the Food Network has something to do with that. I don't know. Um, but it's really not hard. And you can make it hard. You can make it complicated. But it doesn't need to be. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I totally resonate with, you know, all that. And um, I think especially in America, I'm not sure about, you know, I haven't grown up in, in Canada, um, if it's similar, but, you know, we're very, you know, fast paced, uh, go, go, go. Um, so busy. Um, sometimes I don't even know if we're productive. <laughs> we're just, we just love to be, we're just love to be, we're, we're just obsessed to be busy, just to be yeah. busy. Right. Uh, I got to find something to do. And, um, you know, and it's, uh, it's, going away from that mindfulness, right? Um, mm -hmm. You know, I, uh, I always draw upon, you know, the blue zones, you know, the longest living, you know, people on the planet Earth, and, um, you know, people from Okinawa, Japan, and um, people from uh, Sardinia, you know, Italy, you know, a part of their story is really about being present with the food, um, maybe sitting with others, that community aspect. Um, and just, you know, just taking more time with it, you know, really engaging all five senses. In America, um, you know, we're around the dinner table, if we're lucky, you know, some people mm -hmm. take it to their individual rooms, they don't eat with others, um, we're on our smartphones, um, and uh, we're just very, very distracted, right? So why do you think, my next question for you would be, why do you think our current America, um, or maybe even, you know, Canada, um, you know, the way it consumes food can benefit, you know, from these concepts, you know, um, that you found um, over time? Well, to be honest, I, I don't think there's a downfall to, to the concepts that, you know, people like yourself and myself and, and like-minded individuals that, you know, are, are somewhat holistic, plant-based, whole foods, those kind of things. Our Western society can only benefit because we can't do any worse, in my opinion, than we're doing right now. You had mentioned one of the biggest things and the Blue Zone Communities. Uh, it's a great book. If anyone hasn't read it, should read it because it really gives an eye opener of slowing down and going back to the roots. Like that's where it is. And here we're so fast paced and everything is driven, to be honest, by the big companies, the big paradigms. You know, they don't care about our well-being. So they're doing what they're supposed to do. And that's making money, filling their pockets. And it's driven with the wrong intention. And we buy into it. We were a push button society. 
and we get things to our door and we get things quick and fast and we eat a burrito and breakfast burrito and driving our car and we do our body doesn't even recognize we ate our brain and our, our digestion don't even know that we're eating because we eat it so fast and it goes in us and we're thinking about what we're doing at work and so that's that's mindful eating and you know then that just creates obesity because you're not full you're not satiated so we can benefit but it really comes down to the individual household to be honest we need to say okay i understand that i shouldn't have a donut in the morning you know so why are we having a donut but you have to understand what you're doing you wouldn't drink bleach and it's bad but people will eat things that they they know are bad and it's because we eat bad things and it's not instantaneous. It's 10 years from now, it's 15 years from now. It's a chronic problem that will just keep going down from generation to generation. We're surrounded by it. Our environment is very bad. Um, that goes into our food. To be honest, there's really no downfall to slowing down. And I would just, if, if anyone gets anything from this whole thing, it's just slow down, stop, wake up a little earlier, say thank you and eat whole foods at your table with, with your children. And, and, you know, get off the phones, give thanks, you know, just at that moment, all of those things resonate more than you could ever imagine. And I don't know how we got fast paced in the Western society, Canada included, it's the whole Western society is very busy and they don't have time. I fear that all my clients, like, I don't have time to cook. Are you kidding? You need water and food to live. How do you not have time to do that? And then along comes, you know, corporate America and they say, hey, you can have this on the run. And Oh, okay. Then I'll just do that. I, yeah, it's a, it's a crazy. I think. I think. Uh, I think. Scenario. If anything, you know, if anything, you know, they probably capitalize on this, right? Yeah. And that's why, you know, they're so, you know, they do so well with, um, you know, making foods on the go, convenience mm -hmm. foods, fast foods. You know, we deliver to your front door. Um, yeah. You know, it's just they they figure it out every single shortcut for you. And yeah. what that means, you know, what you and I have been talking about is the hard work, right? It's, you know, good food takes time, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Good yeah. health and wellness takes time. It takes years, you know what I'm saying? I tell pa patients all the time, you know, like Mr. Smith, your diabetes and, you know, high blood pressure and cholesterol took some years to get here, you know? And so, yeah. you know, to be able to, you know, go, you know, reverse this process, it's also going to take some time, you know, so, yeah. but in terms of food, it takes time. So I think, in addition to what you're saying is, you know, also being patient, you know, with yourself. Yeah, you can't be, uh, yes, patience is huge. And, and stop taking the easy road. I think the easy road, it's more satisfying at all. And anything you do is more satisfying when you put in the work, you, you can, especially food, you can taste it later, if you put in the work and you're working out, you're going to see results. And when you see those results, that's what really gives you that, that high, you know? And so when you're cooking something, you're tasting, you're like, Oh my God, I made this. This is amazing. And then the family <laughs> says, this is outrageous. And if and you feel good at, at the end of it, everyone's happy. You're, you're jacked yeah. up. Yeah. 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 And definitely. You, but again, oh, I, I don't think we can go on and on. They don't know. So. Yeah. 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 Sure. yeah definitely. For sure. Um, so everyone that's watching, uh, those that are tuning in, um, this is Thrive Bites podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Colin Zhu. I have, uh, you know, most awesome chef Colin, um, here with me and, uh, we are cooking with intention for today. We're going to go to a quick, a commercial break. Um, we're going to transition into a culinary demonstration. Um, I cannot wait and, uh, please type in your comments and questions and we can ask them live. Uh, here. So uh, we'll be right back um, 
with this uh, commercial break. Hey guys, we're going to be taking a short break, but don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Hey guys, this is Colin Zhu, aka The Chef Doc, and thank you so much for taking the time out to listen to my podcast. On my podcast, we talk about eating and cooking and living from a whole food, plant-based approach. And between my patients, clients, and my audience listeners, I get a lot of questions of, hey doc, how do I get started on how to set up a kitchen? Or what should I buy? What should I make? Is there something beyond a salad, broccoli, and a smoothie? I know in our fast-paced life and during a pandemic, it is much more challenging to be able to teach yourself and learning how to cook. And so I partner up with Listenable, who is a leader in audio educational courses that are bite-sized. And I went ahead and created a course on how to get started on a whole foods plant-based lifestyle. And in this course, I put in my best tips, tools, and tricks on everything that I've learned on how to get someone started to eating more plants, getting healthier for you and your family. I talk about how to set up your kitchen from the pantry to the fridge, the freezer, to how to navigate the supermarket, to what kind of utensils and appliances one needs to have, to what do we need to make, how to meal prep, what kind of cooking techniques there are, and what exactly is whole foods plant-based. And I'm able to make this course over 10 lessons. Each of those lessons are less than 10 minutes long. And you'll be able to finish this in an hour. You could even do it while commuting, exercising, or even walking your dog. And in addition, you can choose from over 3,000 plus original audio lessons created by well-loved experts. Just use the coupon code ColinZhu, C-O-L-I-N-Z-H-U, on Listenable.io, and you'll be able to get 30% off a year of Listenable. So definitely check that out in the show notes, and check out the course on how to get started on a whole foods plant-based lifestyle. And I'll see you there. Thanks for listening, and now back to Thrivebyte. Welcome back to Thrivebyte. Let's get back to the interview. All right. So we are back. Um, we are transitioning to the culinary uh, demonstration. And so, Chef, um, please tell us uh, what you're preparing for us today and uh, the why behind it. All right, so absolutely. So this is a take on the classic Reuben sandwich, you know, that has the, the rye bread and it has the cheese and it has the pastrami and it has the sauerkraut and, and the mayo and all of those things that may or may not serve us. Well, they just don't, they don't serve us very well. So the reason I had this, the reason I came across this recipe is, is from a client that really loved this sandwich. And I wanted to demonstrate this because I want to show individuals how you can take something, even classic dishes, and you can change them, turn them on their heads, still make them look and taste possibly better than the original, and it serves your body well. So this whole sandwich is you know, gluten-free, sugar-free, dairy-free. It's got oil, but it could have no oil. It could, it could be anything you want it to be. And the cool part is that food can be manipulated. So this was designed to serve a client that um, had to first detox uh, from a liver. He had to detox his liver. Uh, you know, there's possible fatty liver and he maybe wanted to 
um, lose some weight, whatever his reasons were, we came up with this because this is what functional food and intentional cooking is. So once you do the detox and we get him in some juices, we get the nutrients going, this sandwich in his transition to where he wants to be isn't a jump forward like all these diets is like, you have to do this tomorrow. This is a transition. So this is done with beets. It's got a lot of greens, dandelion, if you want to put dandelion in it. Um, it's, it's got sauerkraut. It's got pickles. It's got everything he needs for his digestion, and it will help him detox. So the food is functional, and it's super simple for him to prepare and uh, implement into his daily routine. So this is a Reuben, okay? And it's way better than a Reuben. So all you need <laughs> I can't wait. Can't wait. I um, love so, Rubens. <laughs> <laughs> so this one uh, is a little bit different. We're going to use avocados. We're going to get good fats in it. That's really a big part of uh, what his diet. He needed good fats, you know, salmon, omega-3s, those kind of things. So we're using um, avocado instead of the mayo. That's going to be our, our base there. We're going to use mushrooms instead of the pastrami. We're going to use a plant-based cheese. And we're going to use sauerkraut, but we're going to introduce beets into it. I am all about hiding stuff. I mean, especially for children, taking the good stuff that your body needs and hiding it. So you don't know it's there. I know it's there and your body knows it's there. That's all that matters. As long as you don't know, because that's when you say, no, I don't want that. So if you don't know, it's in there. Okay. So we're going to start with a, uh, a frying pan. This can be done uh, in the oven. If you didn't want to use oil, it can be done on the barbecue. It can be done in a, a press. It can be done a multiple different ways. I'm just choosing to use a frying pan, okay? So first we're gonna get the, we're gonna get the, um, the oil going, we're gonna get it hot and we're gonna sear our mushrooms. Everything's going to be done in one pan, okay? I, I, it's easier for cleanup that way. <laughs> so we're gonna put a little bit of oil in the pan and we're gonna toast our bread. Again, if you didn't wanna do it this way that I'm doing it, you wanna make it even easier because that has to fit in your lifestyle. You need it on the go like that. Drop it in a toaster, press it down, pops up, done. That's how simple this is, okay? So you're going to also need a pan in the back. The pan in the back is going to be just to put into the oven. My oven is set at 380 right now, fairly high, and I'll explain why. What we want to do with this sandwich, because there's a lot of wet ingredients, we want to get it toasted really well on both sides. That's the whole point of doing this right now, okay? So we're just going to get this nice and hot, and we're going to put our um, bread in it. So I have Ezekiel bread. We can use any kind of bread. I really like Ezekiel bread. Okay. We're going to get it hot and toasted on both sides. While that's going, we're going to make the mayo. All right. So to make the mayo, I'm going to use an avocado. You just cut it in half. So I just cut all the way around and you just twist it. Okay. So the avocado is like this. You just cut it. You just twist it. It comes out like this. You can use this side, which we're going to use, but I just wanted to show you, just take the heel of your knife and then stick it in and turn. And that's going to pop out the, the middle. Okay. But all we need is this inside because we're only going to make one sandwich. You can prep all of this ahead of time. So just go around with a spoon, scoop it out. You're going to put that into a bowl. Okay. We don't have to mash it up right now. We're going to add a little bit of lemon because we need that acidity. You can use vinegar if you'd like, but I'm going to use the lemon here because I find it much better. Okay, so you're just gonna cut it in half any way you want. Squeeze that into your bowl with your avocado, okay? The acidity here is going to keep it green as well. It's not gonna, um, it's not gonna allow the avocado to go brown, okay? 
And we're gonna put a little bit of red onion in here. We're gonna need red onion for the other part of our Reuben. So this is just half an onion, you can see it here. And I'm just gonna follow the contour of the onion all the way around with my knife, nice and thin. And these are called julienne. So we're gonna use these julienne for our sandwich filling. But I also want a little bit of that raw onion in the mayo, okay? So once you have the julienne like this, you're just gonna take some of them, not all of them. So take some, we'll save this for the inside. And we'll save, just take this. And once you have a julienne, go the other way and it becomes a small dice what we would call like a brunoise. If you see that in a recipe book anywhere, that's what that means. We're gonna throw that in. I was just keeping an eye on our bread, making sure it doesn't burn. So I've got it on about medium high here. I'm gonna probably heat it up a little bit, but you just want it to toast. You don't want it to brown. You're not looking to grill cheese right now. You're trying to just dry it out a little bit, almost make a crostini type, okay? So once you have that in there, we have to add the, the essential parts of the Russian dressing or the Thousand Island dressing that is typically on the uh, Reuben sandwich. So I have some pickles here that I pickled myself. Okay, this is just vinegar, tons of spices. Like I got chilies and fennel seeds, those kind of things, dill, um, just simple pickles. And it's got vinegar. I don't use all those sugar and salt that you'd typically get with pickles. Okay, so I added a tiny bit the salt, that's mainly uh, vinegar and just white distilled. You can use white wine vinegar, you can use apple cider vinegar, whatever vinegar you want. And a little bit of, uh, a little bit of honey if you want to sweeten it and water and that's it. So again, you're gonna make long strips, julienne. Okay, I'm just gonna do this quickly and then simply dice it. Small dice, you want this chunk, chunky kind of texture inside your, your Reuben because um, otherwise it's just gonna be very soft and chewy. So you want that, you want that contrast. I have a little bit of capers here. So capers are just pickled buds. You can buy the caper berries, which are, uh, they're full grown and they have the stem on them. So as many as you'd like, you're gonna go in the same bowl. I'll show you the bowl in a minute. And then typically there's a ketchup. So there's mayo, mayo and ketchup in this dressing originally. I have a nice homemade tomato sauce here that I'm going to put in. This will just add a little bit of acidity, but it's gonna add maybe the, the color that you want. Because we're not using mayo, it's not gonna come out nice and pink, but we're trying to mimic and getting a fresh tomato sauce anywhere you can, not a bad thing, okay? I just gotta find my fork here, wherever it is, I'll just get a new one. Okay, so once we have this, we're just gonna mash it up and make a mayo. So you can mash up the capers, they're, they're whole right now. They can break up if you'd like them, doesn't matter. We're just gonna make this into a nice sauce that's gonna go over top of um, our mushrooms, okay? Well, forgot about my toast. I'm gonna show you the toast in a minute. I'm gonna mash this up quickly. You don't have to add any salt here. Uh, there's a brininess to the capers that comes through. So there's no need for salt. So that's all you have to do is mash that up quickly. You can put it into a food processor, I suppose, if you'd like, but it's only a small batch, so there's really no need. So just like that, done. Set that aside. Your bread, I'm gonna show you. So I have my, my pan is on medium high, like I said. I toast to one side, I flipped it over, and I'm gonna show you. But now I'm gonna turn off my pan, okay? And I'm gonna show you this quickly. So this side right here, so, isn't toasted, but it's dried. That was the second side. 
the first side looks like this. Okay, so it's nice and crispy. And that's what we want. We don't want the inside to be soft. Once that's done, you're just gonna go ahead and put it into a pan with parchment paper, anything you want. So I just have a pan here with parchment paper. Just lay it down so it's ready to go for your uh, filling. So the pan is super hot. You can see it's still smoking. I'm gonna add a tiny bit of oil. Again, you could do this all into the oven. You don't need to. But if you've ever sauteed mushrooms, you know that they're gonna set off the fire alarm. They have this tendency to do that. They smoke like crazy. What they do is they absorb the oil. Okay, they're like nature's sponge and then they release water and the oil and water smoke. And you kind of need that high heat with, with mushrooms to get them nice and crispy. So that's why I've turned off my pan. And then I have some mushrooms here. These are portobello mushrooms. They come in the big cap, you just julienne them a little bit thicker, as thick or thin as you want. Okay, so that's how thick mine are. And that's gonna be our meat. You can hear that sizzle as soon as I put it in. And I'm putting it around the edges. So the residual heat from this pan is gonna cook this mushroom. I don't have to turn it back on and smoke out the place, okay? It's gonna absorb any little bit of oil that's left and the tiny bit that I added. So I'm only gonna use four pieces. That'll be enough for one sandwich. You can do as many as you'd like, okay? So I'm just gonna leave that. While that's going, I'm going to do my sauerkraut. So I have simple sauerkraut. Store-bought, you can make your own if you're ambitious, okay? And then I have beets. These beets were just parboiled in water, don't have to be salted. And once they're cooked, you just put them under cold water, rinse off the skin, okay? So as soon as the fork goes through them in the pot, take them out, cold water, skin will come right off and they look like this. So we're gonna add, because we wanna get that beets into his diet to, to cleanse his liver, help cleanse his liver, support his liver, and get into his blood and help out his, his um, the sugars in his blood because that's part of the problem. We're gonna add beets to the sauerkraut. And this is super simple. It's exactly what you think is you're just adding beets and sauerkraut, okay? Just add enough for one. And then we're just gonna grate some beets. Wear gloves if you want because they have a tendency to sting. Okay, just a grater, large. You can put as much beets or as little beets as you like. And the color in the sandwich, to be honest, is pretty awesome. I really like this. Okay, so that's just one whole beet in there. Okay, mix that up. Okay, the beets should take over the color of the sauerkraut to turn a nice pink. And this almost becomes like your pink Russian dressing or Thousand Island dressing. And there's your color. Okay. So simple while we're doing the mushrooms and the top and, uh, and the, the bread, you just made all your condiments, all right? So here is what your mushrooms look like. You can see the top of the mushrooms, or maybe you can't, I don't know if you can see that Dr. Zhu, but they get very wet, okay? So once they're wet, they're going to wanna spark because of the little bit of oil that's in there. So that's how you know when to flip them, okay? And so this side's got a little bit darker. So it's seared. You could add balsamic vinegar here if you wanted to. You could uh, really have some fun with the mushrooms and make them your own. This is the cool part about cooking is you get to create your own story with what you're eating. Um, it's honestly the most fun. I don't know how everyone can say cooking is not fun because it is. Um, maybe I'm biased. So I'm going to turn my heat back on now that there's no fear of the alarm going off. There's no smokiness going to happen. And I'm gonna add those julienne onions, okay? So I wanna add 
leafy greens to this sandwich. Okay, you can use dandelions, kale, uh, spinach, collards, anything you want to get into your diet. This is how you're going to do it. You're going to wilt these. Okay, we're not going to wilt them so much that we lose all the nutrients because we still want them to be, you know, nutrient dense. You can put them on raw if you'd like. That's up to you. So I'm just going to go ahead and add those julienne onions to the middle of the pan. I'm going to show you here. You see it? So they're just in the middle here. So they're going to continue cooking while these guys do. And my pan is on medium. Once those onions are, you know, translucent and they're a little bit softer, we're going to go ahead and add spinach and, and all those greens. Okay. I'm going to speed this process up right now. So let's pretend that my mushrooms are done and they're, they're pretty close to being done. I'm just going to set them aside while we cook our onions. Okay, so toss them around. So really just sauteing onions at this point. It's, it's nothing crazy. Um, I like the long ones. You could dice them if you'd like. We're gonna add a tiny bit of garlic. So I have pureed garlic here. You can use chopped garlic, any kind of garlic, okay? It's like half a teaspoon. Jeff, I have a question. Yes. Um, is there any reason why you chose red onions versus like white onions or yellow onions? Um, no, there's not really. I mean, they're sharper. And I think with this sandwich, they work a lot better. And we don't really need the sweetness. So when you're sauteing red onions, it's not like caramelized onions. You don't really get that sweetness. And so if I wanted the sweetness, if I was making my tomato sauce or something like that, I would definitely use white or yellow. I'd want to extract all those sugars. This here, I just, I want that sharpness and the red onion works. And it also doubles as part of my mayo. So I can use it in two different applications. Awesome, thank you. Yeah. So as soon as they're, you know, you can see them here. They're kind of sauteed. I'm gonna go ahead and add spinach. This is just baby spinach. You can use any kind of spinach. And we all know that in spinach, you're gonna add a whole bunch and it's gonna come down to a small amount. So don't add a little bit because you're going to end up with like a teaspoon of, of spinach. So two good, real, real good handfuls in here. And you're just going to toss it around. So that's how much if you were taking note. There's, there's quite a bit in here. Okay. And I want to just toss it around. Let it, let it move around the pan. What it's going to do is pick up any little bits of, you know, mushroom flavor or the garlic or all of those flavors that we want to pick up. Make sure you move it. You don't want to. I want it to burn. Okay, I'm gonna turn off my uh, my pan. It's definitely hot enough. And we can talk about the pans too. A big part of the D2R is the reset part of it. So getting rid of toxic pans like Teflons and stuff like that. You want to get a good pan. These are actually ceramic. Um, it's a good all-around pan. It's the, it's the green pan if anyone wants to know. So you can see here, it comes down quite a bit. And I'm gonna stop right there. Okay, you can take this further. I, I don't want to. I want to keep some of those nutrients in there. So I'm happy with this. I'm going to leave it. Okay, but definitely go as far as you'd like. Now we got to build this. So you're going to find your pan. Here's our mushrooms here. You can see them. And then you find which side you want. So you want the outside a little bit crispier or not. That's entirely up to you. And go ahead and lay them like this. We're going to lay them. Uh, we're not going to put it together. We're going to put it in the oven as is. You're gonna go ahead and find a cheese that you like. So this is uh, from your heart, I believe it is. From your heart, does that make sense? Um, follow your heart, follow your heart brand. 
I usually use BioLife, but you can use, if you like Daya, use Daya, any kind of plant-based cheese, okay? Or you can be ambitious and you can, you know, text me and I will give you a, a way to make cheese if you want that recipe. And you can make your own cheese to put on here. And it's just cashew-based. This one's coconut, okay? So we're going to go ahead and put cheese down because we need cheese. This is a smoky flavor. If you would just get a regular cheese and you wanted to add smokiness to it, this is a smoked provolone flavor, you could add smoked paprika to your um, to your mushrooms or you can add smoked paprika to your, to your spinach and get that smoky flavor into this sandwich. So we're going to take this, we're going to put it in the oven, okay, and then it's going to melt a little bit. When it comes back out, it's going to be exactly the same way it is now, okay? And then what we're going to do is layer the mushrooms on top, just like this. So there's four mushrooms. I lay them this way, and I'm going to, if this makes sense to you, tell me if it doesn't. So I lay it this way, so east-west, because when we cut a sandwich, normally we cut that way. Whatever way you're going to cut this sandwich in half, I put two on this half and two on that half, if that makes sense. So I'm going to cut right here yeah. when the sandwich is put together, okay? Otherwise, yeah, yeah. it's hard to cut through, and it actually makes the sandwich into a, a mess. So there's a little tip. So we're going to go ahead and do that. And this is going to make uh, the filling. If you were to do the fillings ahead of time, this is going to make sure that your filling gets hot again, okay? And when you put your spinach and your onions in, make sure that you spread it around the, the bread. Uh, pretend this is a pizza, come all the way to the end. You want it to go to the edge of the, the bread because if you don't, the inside of the sandwich will get uh, like overloaded. The outside, you'll end up eating crust and all the filling will be on the inside and it'll be too wet and soggy. So if you spread it out across the sandwich, like all sides, it's going to eat a whole lot better. Okay. We're going to do that. We're going to pop it into the oven. Okay. So once it's popped in the oven, I'm going to pretend that it came out and it's super hot again. Okay. So the cheese is melted and everything's great. The bread underneath will actually stay crispy. That's why it has to go in the pan like this. Okay. So you want to, you want to eat this right away. You don't want this to sit around because it will get soggy. So once that's done, you're gonna take it out of this pan carefully. So I'll pretend like it's hot. So you use a spatula, okay? And you're just gonna lift it out, put it down. You're gonna have both. And then the fun part. So now you're going to load it up with all of the good stuff that we made earlier. So now you're gonna put sauerkraut on it. Again, spread it around. You don't want to overload the middle. That's a beautiful little color. And you're gonna put your mayo on it, which in this case is avocado and capers and all of those great flavors. It doesn't, it doesn't ooze like a mayo out of it, but it's so much better for you. I mean, this sandwich, how can you not? I mean, you'll never eat Reuben again. Um, no, that, that looks amazing. And it's so good one for my, you. One, one of my favorite things about plant-based cooking is the fact that, you know, it's the colors, you know what I'm saying? It's the colors, it's yeah, look at that. the visualization of all these great, you know, phytonutrients and antioxidants. You know, we just had someone comment in, you know, they were commenting how red onions are, you know, have more, uh, uh, more antioxidants than, you know, white and yellow. And uh, yeah, I definitely agree. And, um, you know, that's how we, you know, if you think about evolutionary, it's, it's, you know, that's how we kind of had to find food, you know, hunters yeah. and gatherers back in the day. So, um, and this brings it back home. So I love it.
And it's such a, I mean, like you mentioned, you, you, if you know what's in onion and you need that, you get it in. If you know what's in spinach and you need that, you get it in. It's, it's such a great way to know your body, which is the D of the D2R, is to know who you are, know what you need, get that functional food in your, in your kitchen, and then get it in your mouth. And this has so much goodness going on. It's, it's unbelievable. And the thing is, this is tailor-made for a client that had to detox his liver and now has to support his liver. He cannot have carbs as crazy as, you know, pizza and pasta and all of those refined sugars. Okay. So we're trying to get him from point A to point B. And this is a beautiful transitional piece uh, that fits in his diet. He loves it. He's happy. I'm happy. I mean, everybody's, everybody wins. And I know you can't really tell, but that is the inside. I don't know if you can see the inside. So that would be No, it's great. Yeah, the cheese would melt and it would be beautiful. It it eats amazing. It's a it's a beautiful sandwich. I I hope everybody tries this. Uh, and if anybody wants the recipe, obviously give that to them. That's no issue at all. And you can substitute anything you want, any kind of vegetables, any kind of dressing, any kind of anything. It's great. Food's fun. Yeah, that's that that's that's awesome. Um, yeah, so like. You know, for me, it's, uh, I definitely resonate with what you said in terms of, you know, just making cooking fun. You know, at the beginning of the pandemic, I was telling everyone, you know what, this is a great opportunity to go back to the kitchen. You know, that's where your health starts, you know, knowing what goes into your food instead of, you know, what I like to call outsourcing it to others. And uh, because at the end of the day, you know, they're businesses, you know, they're looking at profits and the bottom line, and they're not necessarily looking after your health. That's your responsibility. You know, that's a responsibility of, you know, you and your provider, you know, to work as a team and everyone else is a supporting character and a cheerleader for that journey. And um, this Mm -hmm. is super important. Um, So, you know, chef, that was a wonderful and beautiful presentation and, you know, great, um, great display of, you know, what you mean by, you know, cooking with intention, you know, mindful and intentional cooking and eating. So do you have um, any last, uh, you know, as we, you know, are about to conclude, you know, do you have any last words or, you know, uh, takeaways, you know, for people to understand more about the D2R uh, method? Well, to understand what the D2R is, I mean, I can tell you very quickly, the D2R essentially is written like H2O, the water molecule. You can't live without water. I honestly believe you can't live without the D2R. It stands for dosha, relationship, and recept. And that is resetting your kitchen like we showed last time, is making sure it's free of all the toxins. Learning who you are, journaling that. If you eat a piece of pizza and it makes you feel bad, don't eat the piece of pizza. And see if a pasta does the same. So maybe it's the gluten. Take those three things out start over and journal and journal and journal and start learning and getting educated and making your food relationship very intimate a relationship can't be one way because then it breaks up whether it's your your family or your loved one it's a it's a relationship and it needs to be a two-way street your body works for you constantly from the time you're born to now and we do a lot of bad things to our body and it never gives up at some point that relationship breaks you know, chronic disease or whatever the case may be. So if you can actually start loving yourself by taking baby steps towards a macro goal, you will get there 100% without a doubt. Start somewhere, start small, you'll get there. Love it. I love it. That was wonderful. Beautifully said. 
um, you know, uh, you know, for those that wanted to reach out and, you know, learn more and, uh, you know, uh, learn more about your services, um, and learn more about the DTR method, where can they go and find you? Uh, they can go to my website, uh, com, or the, be- the easiest way is on Instagram at chef Colin underscore DM me directly. And we'll go from there. Uh, email me at hello at chef Goodine. Um, yeah, I'd love, love, love helping. Just ask anything. I'll as long as it's, as long as it's going in the right direction, we're we're good. I'll, yes, I'll yes, definitely. Yeah. One step at a time, like you said, it's about transition. And you know what I teach my patients is progress over perfection. Um, and uh, definitely, I, w- I definitely want to leave uh, something for the audience is that you know, uh, Chef has also uh, created uh, a session for the Thrive Formula Masterclass series and. He is teaching the art of intentional snacking, um, you know, as part of our series. And so we're very, very, um, you know, happy uh, to have him as part of the roster and, uh, you know, his expertise, you know, it's boundless. So uh, definitely check that out as well. Please visit his website. And, um, you know, thank you so much for showing up um, and doing what you do again, Chef Colin. And, um, you know, just uh, very, very excited for this continued food movement uh, together. It's all about community, you know, so. Absolutely. Thanks for this opportunity, Dr. Zhu. And I'm super grateful for what you do around the world for all the individuals. If I can help out a small, small, small part of that, um, then I'm grateful. And this opportunity (laughs) is too. So thanks. Thanks. Yes, of course. Um, And right back at you. So guys, um, if you love this, please, uh, please like, follow and subscribe. And and if you thought that this was a benefit, you know, for others, uh, (laughs) all the way to the front of the camera, (laughs) come around to bring it all to the front of the camera. and, uh, you know, uh, I wish that we can just like, you know, uh, back in the day, we had smell of vision. You remember that time? Yeah. <laughs> it's um, coming. It's going to come yeah, out. Yeah, we'll just zap this to you. You'll have it at your desk no time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Guys, uh, if you felt that this was a benefit to others, please share. And uh, please uh, visit Dr. Uh, I'm Chef Colin. <laughs> and saying or mixing our names so much. Uh, and please say goodbye to Chef Colin. And uh, thank you so much for watching this episode, guys. See you later. <laughs> Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, guys, that was another episode of Thrive Bites. If you like that episode, please subscribe and follow weekly for new episodes. And don't forget to rate us on Apple Podcasts.